All right, welcome back, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is reviewing the call again. Misa here, just uh, wishing y'all had a good start of the week. I know we got the middle of the week right now, but we did have a lot of action going off on sports. We had some division series ending, championship series ending. Now we're in the World Series. We got football talk. We got basketball talk. My brothers are joining me again. Carlos, what's good, baby? Yo, what's up, everybody? Pumped up here to be once again here with you guys, with my bros, ready to talk some sports. Big weekend we just had, so I'm man, I'm 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 ready to talk all this sports. So let's get this party started. What's up, little bro? Hey, what's up, guys? Chris, I'm excited to be back on reviewing the call. I know we got a lot of sports to talk about. We're gonna talk postseason baseball, football, NBA, and we got some special picks for our favorite Halloween or horror movie. So let's get to it, boys. Woo! So let's talk some baseball, boys. I'm excited because we're headed to the World Series now. Last time we talked, we were in the ALCS, NLCS. So luckily, it's ended, and now we can talk some World Series. So let's start first with the ALCS, starting with Houston and New York. From the get-go, they wanted Houston, and they definitely got Houston. Yeah, they did. You know, I have nothing bad to say about Houston in this series. They absolutely obliterated all hitting in New York. There was nothing that could go on, and I can even go on talking total tally hits for Game 4. They were actually tied 9-9, but the score didn't show that. You know, It didn't reflect that. So obviously Houston swept, and they won Game 4 at 6-5. to And then in Game <clears throat> 4, the no hits were Mancini, McCormick, and Maldonado. To me, those players for the Astros aren't too, like, their biggest names out there. Yeah. So luckily, they're the bottom of the order didn't capitalize on hits but the top of the order sure did uh two way you know he he's finally hitting again yeah uh, but okay so those all two way hits i mean they were uh, yeah they were hits houston fans don't come at me because because <laughs> i called y'all winning it so but i feel like those all two way hits he got them on the corner of the bat extended out the out the frame so it was one of those like he was desperate for a hit because he was not hitting anything so it was definitely good to see him get his hits again because he's one of those contact hitters but be careful because he has that back power and he could come in and push it over the wall especially in new york um yeah i mean it's it's really good to see altuve picking up the the pace when it comes to to hitting maybe now in the world series it's going to be one of those where it's like well how are you going to be able to stop them now you know no yeah and you're right because look at game four for new york their star player did not show up aaron judge did not get a single hit in game four and hot take Jesus. i know we talked about this the other day not a single hit when it counts elimination game could not hit does that capitalize him to get the mvp not, not only not only elimination um but he was the last one at bat. Yeah. Like, like, dude, this is your time. You do the MVP. You just hit 62 home runs. This is time to prove your your history in this shit. And he, he didn't come through, you know. But I got to give it to Houston, man. You know, six straight trips to ALCS, you know. And it's, yeah, the, the predominant, their pitching is most dominant, you know. Verlander, CRA is 1.75. Framber Valdez, his ERA is 2.82, and his he's coming in with with 17 wins, six losses, bro. That's wow, high. that's a hell of a record. Yeah. Um, I think I think Chris, like what you mentioned, like where is he the MVP, right? I mean, 
everybody's argument is going to be, well, they made it to the championship series. The Angels didn't because the other only the only other MVP candidate would be Shohei, right? I think Shohei takes that MVP run because, yeah, he didn't make the playoffs, but you can't make the playoffs off one player. You need a full team. Um, and with Trout not staying healthy all year, it's not going to ever work for Shohei. He can't do it all. Uh, I think Shohei takes the MVP. I like Aaron Judge, man. He's a big old boy. He, he can play that outfield great. He's got a cannon for an arm, and he obviously has that power hitting. I don't give him the MVP based off his 62 home runs. I, I just don't. And then, like you mentioned, you go 0 for 4 in an elimination game. You've already gotten whooped by Houston all season. Every time you guys play in the playoffs, they kick ass. And now it's elimination and you want redemption for the previous years. Well, like you said, they wanted Houston. They got Houston. And Houston ends up taking it again. So, no, I don't give Aaron Judge that MVP. That MVP vote is taken away from him, on my opinion. Just a little, you know, kind of to lighten up the mood. I think the biggest mistake for New York in this one was that they didn't close the stadium. (laughs) <laughs> it was open, yeah, you know. It was that open. to me, that comment itself was kind of like irrelevant because New York is you, open. Yeah, you play and you open <laughs> all the time. It just makes no sense. They were, I mean, they were looking for for any kind of. I thought, like, the, especially the fan base, right? Like the fan base uh, is just like our team fan base is like. There's a reason why you hate a certain team, right? New York hates Houston mainly because they own them, and like David Ortiz said. New York has a new daddy. And it's fucking Houston, bro. I mean, Houston yeah. cannot lose. Like, they'd never... I don't see them ever losing. If it comes down for 15 years down the line, and we're still doing this podcast, and it's still New York and Houston in the ALCS, I got my money on Houston every series. It's just, until New York proves otherwise, it just can't, man. They're the Bronx Bombers, you know. You got Aaron Judge now, and then you got uh, Giancarlo Stanton, Matt Carpenter, and... And you just can't do it. And it's a, it's a powerhouse of a team, and yeah. they can't hit. And then that's something we talked about last week too, bro. Where we said that these guys keep trying to swing for the fences. Small and ball, it, baby. Yes, I mean, maybe Judge tried to do that the last bat at bat because yeah. he clearly hit a ground out. And something that really grinds my gears, like Peter Griffin says, is yeah. whenever they hit and they just look like they're jogging. Like, bro, you're the game is on the line. Like, what if something happened? What if you know, Jose Altuve threw an error. You know, you don't know what's going to happen in that moment. You know, the nerves yeah. could be getting to them, but they just didn't show up. You know, they hitting was not there. Pitching was not there. Uh, what they took, uh, um, how many innings did Garrett Cole pitch? I think he pitched five. Five, for his yeah. game. Mm-hmm. And But either way, he's, they, they couldn't hold Houston back. Once Houston got going, they kept going, and it was like yeah. an unstoppable train. Yo, guys, I, I, I got a question for you guys. Hmm. If Aaron Judge says, I want out, because he didn't see New York going really too deep. If he said he wants out, what would be the destination? Uh, is um, it rumor so, Dodgers? <clears throat> well, yeah, actually, I heard that. I, yeah, I, there's, I there's that. that rumor, not but... Being, not being biased. Yeah, but also the rivals across the Bay is the Giants are willing to put up anything and everything to get him out there. Wow, is is what the rumors spread today. So I mean, I I see him leaving New York because I think that New York fan base really treated him like shit. Because he yeah he was he was batting bad in the championship series. Um, and you know, 
Yeah, and they were booing him, and I get it. Like, yeah, you're upset because it's your your top player, and he can't hit, and he can't hit. But it's just like, man, maybe like try to keep him because he obviously wants an extended contract next year. Yeah. I don't think he signs with New York. I think that he's just going to be like, you know what? I love the game. I love my money, but these this fan base treated me like shit at the end, and I I don't see him signing with New York again. I I don't. If it's going to be New York, it'll be the Mets. Watch out. And you don't think, and you don't think the Dodgers usually give up everything or give them whatever they want. They got, you know, they got the money power. Yeah, um, I I don't see him fitting in in LA though. I I don't I don't I don't That's see true, him. True. I, I, I think I, our outfield is good. That. I thought about that. Yeah, no, I think our outfield's good. Even though I would take him, but I don't see him fitting in. Uh, I mean, this yeah. is this is the easiest way I can put it, y'all. Like. I'll call Dave Roberts tomorrow and, you know, I tell him, like, hey, man, we need him here. And guess what he's going to do? He's going to bench him because that's our manager. Yeah, he's not doing nothing right now. He's so, not doing it right now, nothing anyway. But, so he'll probably answer your call. Yeah, but just <laughs> just so we can kind of uh, stay on this uh, Houston, um, I did get a lot of feedback last week's episode that everybody laughed at how my dad was, like, rooting for the Astros. So, yeah. FYI, y'all. As soon as the Astros beat New York and kicked them out, he sent us this text message. The story continues. And, yeah, the story continues. And he said, Saludes, Papa Astros. And which means just, hello, Daddy Astros. <laughs> Astros, Daddy. Whatever he tried to say, but he was definitely mocking us. Um, he, he just knows said, we're like, all Dodger fans. That's why. Yeah, and he was just he like in our in our family chat. So all of us are Dodger fans, and I don't know how the hell this happened. I guess yeah. my, mom, my, my mom did say though. My, my mom did say that she is LA all day, so that was good to hear from her. But yeah, just FYI, yeah, he did say that he's favorite. still all Astros. Yeah, <laughs> he did say he was all Astros still. Let's go back a little bit. Talk about uh, continue talking Astro. We'll leave the Yankees in the past because they're not even playing anymore. Uh, that was a roast, just an FYI. Yeah. Um, Boom, let's, talk some, let's talk ALCS MVP. Who got it? The the young gun, Jeremy Pena. All respect to him, you know. He sat sat down most of these seasons when Correa was there. Finally got his chance to come up, and he showed up. He batted in the postseason .303 with a slug of .990. In game four, the kid was unstoppable. Got one homer, three RBIs to bring the Astros back into the game. You know, Pena right now, he's hitting when it counts. And right now that they're going World Series, I feel that he's going to continue that that train moving, especially game one and two here in Houston. What do you all think? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with that for sure, dude. I feel like he's got hot at the right time. I mean, even throughout the season, you know, like he, he got his call up and he took it and he ran with it. And then now you're in the postseason. It's your first playoff games Houston hasn't lost a playoff game yet they're still undefeated um so it's going to be definitely good to see him play such a young talent and I just love the fact that like he is so young that Houston's going to be able to sign him for a long deal as long as he keeps playing good and he's healthy you know what I mean and I think Correa is kind of like Houston will you take me back and I feel like Houston is like Taylor Swift and they moved on like they're over it you know like that's the way I look at it because I would be like like Jeremy Pena is playing amazing he's he's had a great uh, postseason obviously uh, ALCS MVP and I just I don't see him slowing down and you know on that Houston topic with Pena on there is his partner right there 
to his right-hand side is Bregman. Bregman is playing great postseason baseball right now, and I like to see that Bregman come back up and play getting contact hits. Small ball, y'all. That's the way it's supposed to be played, and I believe that they all can do that. And Jeremy Pena doesn't even play, like, consistent small ball because he's going to pop one out of the park eventually, you know what I mean? Like, he's just that good right now, and it's just good to see, man. I'm for it. I, I... I had a feeling that it was either going to be him or uh, Jordan getting the ALCS MVP, but hats off to him, man. Great, great, great performance. And this is his first season as a starter, dude. That is, that's crazy. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, 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 that's weird. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy because it's like if you think about it, like it's just this is just the beginning of his career. You know, uh, knock on wood that he stays healthy. Um, I think that it, it's going to be great uh, for him, and I think that Houston is lucky to have him there. Uh, move on from from Korea and, and move forward is the way I look at it. Um, now we're if we're still on this obviously uh, championship series talk, let's talk about the National League Championship Series. Man, those games were amazing to watch. It was back and forth. It was high scoring. It, it was uh, Phillies and Padres. Just they put on a show for everybody. It wasn't uh, a lot of people are like, oh, baseball's too boring. How do you sit there and watch it? Well, first of all, mind your business because I watch it. All right. <laughs> so, and well, then second of all, it, it's fans. just good. <laughs> yeah, and it's just good to see good games, man. And the Padres played great, man. It hats off to them; they did play great. Um, I think the weather in Philly fucked them up a little bit. They they did feel that difference, and and the weather in San Diego it was weird because all games were like hella rain for a little bit, and then now. Yeah, and it was just it was just a crazy time to be playing baseball. But that's a that's October baseball, right? So, I think that the championship series was my favorite part of it because Houston just kind of ran through it in the American League. But in the championship series for the National League, it was just fun to see the Padres and Phillies going back and forth. You had Padres up at one point, then Phillies were like, "Oh, you thought," and then we had it, and then Schwarber was hot, Harper was hot, you know, Hoskins was hot. It was just great ball all around. With Phillies obviously winning it four to one, um, I, a lot of people were doubting them, and they were like, "They're not going to do it. They can't beat the bullpen that San Diego has." But they obviously did, and and I got, I loved it. I loved it, man. I loved having them take it over. the The city of Philadelphia is definitely excited right now to have the Phillies in it, and to obviously have their football team undefeated still. So it's popping off in Philly, man. What do y'all think on that uh, National League Championship Series? I was like, really like. Padres, you guys beat us for that. <laughs> so you guys beat us for that to win one game, but but no, nah, I, I have to give it to the Phillies. The Phillies entered the playoffs, man, as the sixth seed, the final seed. That's crazy, yo. So I have to give it to the Phillies, no doubt. And then and I'm really looking forward to the to the World Series, man. It's it, it, it's pumped up, you know. I'm, I I see that Aaron Nolan's gonna start pitching on. For the Phillies, so that he's coming in really hot. Even though he's got a three point twelve ERA coming in, but he's coming in with eighteen strikeouts in three games, yo. That's Huge. that's that's coming in hot. Right if you can't tell me not, yeah. you know what I mean. He came in, yeah. bro. The last time he met the Houston, he took Phillies to almost a perfect game into the seventh inning, yo. But they still they still won. They still won though. They still won on October third yeah. against the Astros. That's that was to clinch the NL wild card as well. Okay, so speaking big. speaking on that 
on your uh, clinching the NL. So this season was the season that they extended the wild card, right? Right. Philly shouldn't have been in it. So the Correct. fact that they right, got in right, because right, of the new right. structure and then are in the World Series, it just goes to show, bro. It like obviously what you do during the season matters. But I feel like what happens when players get hot at the right time is really the key to success in the postseason. Um, you saw it a lot with with the National League uh, Championship game and the divisional games because players that were getting hot at the right time were just hitting off of each other. The San Diego, uh, the Padres, they had great hitters at one point, and it was constant, oh, shit, they're up 4-0. And then it, I don't know where Philly was up. 5-4 and it, it was just back and forth consistently and I, I it, it was such a great series to watch man uh obviously Bryce Harper had a hell of a postseason um Hoskins Schwarber were getting hot at the right time Schwar Schwarber man he played so good running the bases he was just he was all over man you couldn't really stop him he had the power he had the contact it, it was it was so good to see them win Sucks for San Diego because I know San Diego really wanted that last game because they wanted to obviously go back, play in San Diego in front of the fans. Hey, but you know what? As, if you guys are Padre fans out there, man, hats off to you. Y'all played great this season. It's definitely not over for y'all. Y'all will be competitors Ooh. consistently. Um, so it's definitely one of those things that we'll, we'll meet again in, in the playoffs. I, I got Phillies like... They are going to be a force to be reckoned with for the coming years. And then um, I, just a, a quick two cents there. I have in mm -hmm. a game five of Dodgers and Astros, still one of my top favorite games. But mm -hmm. game four, 10 to six, Phillies and yeah. San Diego. Dude, I haven't seen an electric game like that. Even like Gabby and David. David is three. And every time I would cheer because I'm going for the Phillies. But... Dude, it was just back and forth, back and forth. And I know at the, yeah. in the fifth inning, that's when Phillies pulled away, and that's that was, mm -hmm. you know, that was it. But oh my god, I haven't seen a game that kept me on my toes. And I didn't even care who won at the end of the day. I was like, whoever wins deserves yeah. it because they were they were hitting, they were hitting. So I really hats off to to Phillies and and, and Diego because they came out to play ball on all games. Yes. Hey yo, hey yo, you guys, did you guys see uh, Jaden Hurts? Um, um, walk in with an Astros jersey on. Yeah, he's from Houston. I know that's crazy, but he plays yeah. for Philly. That I thought that was. Yeah, oh, I know, man. That's some balls. Yeah, that's I, balls. I wonder how. Yeah, Philly I saw it today. Are react to that. Philly fans are gonna react to that. But he he, he brought it in for practice, so it's not like it was like game, yeah. like game day. But he's he's just repping his city, you know. what I mean, no, yeah, Houston, yeah, so no. I mean, that, it makes that, sense. Yeah. He's team. from he's from Houston, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's crazy because like. You, you obviously your your World Series I think is going to be electric. It's going to be a, a great World Series. Um, we had Bryce Harper obviously win the the NLCS MVP. I mean Bryce Harper just in the I'm talking championship series. Just in the championship series, he batted a 400 average. He went eight for 20, three doubles, two home runs. With obviously the Sunday go ahead run at the bottom of the eighth. He was like, dude, I am not leaving here until I hit that home run. So it was one of those things where he just played great all postseason, and he obviously played great in the championship series. Hats off to him for playing that good in the freaking uh, championship series, man. MVP deserved it, earned it. I love to see Bryce in his first World Series. I think it's going to be no doubt, a, no doubt. Badass, a badass World Series. I'm sorry, Houston fans. I don't think you guys are going to sweep the Phillies. But for my prediction for the World Series... I got Houston winning it in six. That's mine. Ooh. 
Oh man, I still got I got Phillies winning it, um, and it's not hate to Astros or anything like that. It's just the way Bryce Harper is hitting right now. Like you said, dude, the guy's batting over four hundred. Perfect time. If he stays hot, if Schwarber stays hot, if Nola stays hot, yeah. I don't see the Astros pulling this one off. Now you could say, well, you know, Judge was hot too, but that was regular season. <laughs> we're talking, yeah. we're talking World Series. This is this yeah, we're is, talking playoffs. Yeah, we're this is October. This is not the same kind of ball game. So I still got Phillies in seven. Quote me on that. I know all my coworkers Ooh. are saying that. They're, they 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 want me to fess up. They, I didn't catch any of baseball's predictions right. <laughs> Phillies and Padres didn't go Game Seven, and 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 New York did not win. <laughs> so so I got Phillies in seven. Quote me on that. And uh, the only way to stop it is if pitching shows up. If Verlander shows up. If 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 Garcia shows up for the Astros, that's where I see the Astros pulling it off. But right now, the way that the Phillies are hitting and the way they're pitching. They're unstoppable. That's for me. No, for sure. I got, I got, no doubt I got. It's a tough one. I, Houston, Houston looks so dominant against the, the Yankees that it's hard not to go with them, you know, but, but I'm going to take Phillies in seven as well, bro. I'm going to take, I'm going to take wow. Phillies in seven as well. Put it on the record. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, put, I'm not, look, I'm not, that, let's just, write it down, whatever. Um, let's just say I'm not rooting for Houston, Per my choice of team, Liar. but I just think I just think that they're they're just they're just a right, well right. rounded team uh, yeah. this but, year. But why? No. But why do we say because of pit or j- pitching and hitting or it's, oh, it's all pitching. of the above? They, everything they're, okay. they're everywhere. Yeah, you're they're, right. they're everywhere, and like Verlander had a great why they you know, uh, championship series for him too. So they haven't they haven't lost at all. I, I think that they will lose against Philly. It's not going to be a sweep for this World Series. Well, she, it would be dope be if it was, though. Yeah, yeah, that would be crazy. Get our money's worth. Yeah, so I definitely think that it's going to be a a good World Series, but I do think Houston's going to win it before seven. I say game six. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's the way that's going to end on that, man. So it's great. We'll see where it goes. Game one is Friday. So we'll talk about that next week. All right, man. That was talking baseball. Great uh, championship series we had. Looking forward to the rest of the World Series. But now let's talk about some football. Passion that we all have. Uh, we love the sport. And we are going to go briefly into last week's predictions. We kind of tanked a little bit. Carlos and I did. I think I got two right. And I think Carlos got two right as well. Chris, Chris did win week seven. He got some good picks. Um, yes, sir. He only lost the pick from the New England and Chicago game. So hats off, Chris. You won week seven on the prediction side of it. Uh, you got that one, bro. Yeah, yeah you got it, boys. <laughs> uh, yeah. that, that's probably the last one you're going to get. Yeah, for I'm, real. <laughs> uh, I'm also kicking some ass. Yeah, so uh, that was last week's predictions. We're going to be doing these weekly predictions, obviously, until football season's over. But, yeah, so Chris won uh, week seven. He's got one in the books already. We're going to try to see who wins at the end of the year. Um, that is what's on that one. And so we did also celebrate this last Sunday. We celebrated tight end day. And I got a favorite tight end that's currently playing plays for the Niners, of course, George Kittle. And my favorite, though, all-time tight end QB duo combo, I have to give it up to from the Chargers, Antonio Gates, Phillip Rivers. They had a spectacular career together. Love Antonio Gates the way he used to play ball, man. He used to play great. He was very physical, very agile, and he was just one of those strong tight ends you don't want to kind of mess with. 
They had 774 catches for 9,543 yards. God. Scored 95 touchdowns in 194 games they played together. So it was definitely amazing. an amazing career for them together. Those are my top picks for the uh, top tight end QB duo. If y'all played tight end in high school or college ball, man, I got a lot of respect for y'all because y'all are some big boys that can move pretty fast. Um, Hell yeah, tough motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, Carlos, uh, what do you got for uh, that pick right there, bro? Man, honestly, I... It, it was a tough one, but because of the quarterback, I'm going to go with Tom Brady and Ron Gronkowski. Oh, cool. Cool. I like that. I mean, t- the stats are outstanding. I mean, I, I, the numbers, I, I couldn't even stack them up so much. But, I mean, just with the, the seven rings, I mean, seven rings. Come on. Like, that's going to be the any, anybody's top three. Even more, the top five. Like, it, it has to be, right? Has to be, bro. I'm gonna come rescue you in real quick. What do you think, little bro? What do you think, little bro? I'm gonna rescue you real quick. It wasn't seven rings, bro. I'm sorry. It was five Super Bowls, four rings. Oh, those those, those are the correct ones. But it's cool. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, this is why I should have gone. No, just kidding. (laughs) Uh, Tom Brady and and Robert are still. I'll I'll go up with my brother there. They're my favorite duo, QB and tight end. Like like Misa said whole respect to these guys man these guys go out there they catch like wide receivers but they hit they can hit hard bro yeah. i've seen some of these guys go down quick and rob gronkowski one of my favorite catches was that end zone catch when he was still with the patriots and he had two toes in and in the in the end zone i remember if y'all remember that one but man and when he had that iron man arm like <laughs> like we <laughs> say but the dude's crazy just a quick on stats 11 total years together 141 games together and my favorite stat out of these is 93 total tds together that is that's crazy is i feel like standing stat i feel like the, they should come back together just to get a full 100 touchdowns together that would be dope yeah. <laughs> but i don't that'd think that's gonna happen awesome stat but. yeah dude just to have 100 tds that's crazy man i just i remember watching rob and 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 tom brady you know play amazing ball together i feel like everybody that played fantasy football had either one of those players or some coaches had both players on the same team which i know you were shredding it on your fantasy football league if you had them both uh rob man rob gronkowski he's just he's just a good character man i love him he's he's got some good uh off-screen personalities obviously but on the field he is a force to be reckoned with it was just with him and Tom Brady together was just a great duo, great duo to have for sure. So that's a good pick from both of y'all. I, I think it's unfair that both of y'all picked <laughs> the same one, but whatever. I'm not gonna judge y'all. Um, let, let me throw. A, let me throw a quick. This was not planned. This was not <laughs> yeah, planned. A quick curveball. What? What about Patty and Kelsey, man? What do y'all think about that? Mm, duo? I, I like that duo, man. I, I, I know do. you said at the beginning you said Kittle was your favorite. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. I'm a Niner fan, but Kelsey and Patty. Have great communication, man. Yeah, they do, dude. But I just feel like I, I think it's just because I don't like Pat Mahomes. Like I just don't like him. I I, I don't know why. I don't know why. I, He's I just... on next week's podcast. What are you doing? Bro? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I have my jersey ready for him, but uh, no, I just don't like him in the way he, he might plays not be coming ball. Now. Yeah, I do, the way he plays ball. His like blind passes, and I just feel like 
like you said, though, they are a great duo together. So I'm like, man, you need to use Kelsey. This last weekend, though, with 49ers against the Chiefs, it was cool to see Kelsey and Kittle kind of battle it out. Um, I think they both had very similar yards in receiving that game. I think one of them had 98 and one of them had like 95 for the game. So it was dope to see both tight ends on tight end day, you know, uh, just play we real good ball. There, bro. You we know what I really there. loved? You know what I really loved? I loved that Tony Gonzalez was there, too. Yeah, and he went on. He went on the field, and he like embraced both of them. But Kittle was the. I mean, Kittle's always the, he's the Joker one, man. Yeah, he started punching him in his gut and, and try to block him and like try to get around him like he was still playing. Like, I, I, lo- I I love to see that. And and Tony Gonzalez, he he embraced that. He he still loved like he. I feel like Tony Gonzalez could still play. Dude, that dude, Tony Gonzalez was great too, though. When he was with the Falcons, and he's, he's, he was, he's one of my favorite type tight ends. Yeah, he, he, he had, was great. But he had multiple quarterbacks. He mm-hmm. had one specific. That that's the only thing. Which that, which brings me to like that's why George Kittle like has been able to do great things, and he's had multiple quarterbacks. So I, I got mad respect for him on that. I think that's probably why he's my favorite because uh, he's he's been through quarterbacks and and he still plays solid. You know, got to give it up to him, man. Happy tight end day, y'all. For sure, man. Let's move on to uh, I'm one, I think a topic that we can talk a, a bit of is Tua and the Dolphins, man. I was so happy to see Tua back in that lineup, you know, as head quarterback. I I was very happy, even with his performance. Dolphins did take that win, 16 to 10, and with his first game back, I think he did pretty decent. He went 21 for 35 for 261 yards. Okay. I don't know, man. I I liked him back. Okay, I I see. Offensive line protecting him. I feel like they have to, because if not, you guys are all like on the chopping block, right? I just what scares me about Tua, right? Because he, and I think we kind of touched on it last week. Is just he he was injured in college, obviously, with a scary back injury, and then those back to back concussion injuries. I'm just like, man, he's too young to to see this beat up. And Miami, I mean. Uh, they can't protect him is the worst part. At the same time, he does kind of run out of the pocket and puts himself in different positions. But those both concussions that he had were like he wasn't running for his life. He just took a bad fall, landed on the back of his head twice and was concussed. I'm happy to see him back on the field. Uh, Miami definitely, definitely needs to protect the kid, man. He need, They need to protect him. He's He's too young to be going through this. He's he's only twenty four years old. So like, how are you gonna have him be concussed back to back weeks? And, and you know, Mike. Sorry, sorry to cut you off, Mike, but honestly, I saw him this week, and he was not protecting himself. Like he wasn't sliding. Uh, a lot of the ones he just took hits. Like instead of instead of sliding, and I think that's what almost protected Tom Brady for so many years. He slid every single freaking time. He never. He hardly took a hit. Because he hardly ran. But Tua, but Tua, <laughs> but, but, no, but but even when he had to, he he would he was slight. He would never even take a chance on them fools even touching him. But Tua this week for him coming back after these injuries, it's just and him not going down. I'm like, he did he learn anything? I mean, I don't think so. <laughs> no, exactly. He and but the thing so is, like, you like got to blame that on the offensive line. But he didn't protect himself either. I feel like you have to blame that on the offensive line, though, right? I mean, the kid can throw the ball. I think he had one TD, right? No picks. Yeah. Two hundred and sixty-one yards is good, you know, for his first comeback game. But it's just like, man, I really don't want to. 
I just don't want to, I don't know. I, I think it just scares me to see him out there. I'm not even the kid's dad, right? But it's one of those things where, like, you look out for somebody else because you don't want to see them get hurt. It was just, it was a scary sight to see. his dad was out there. His yeah. dad was out there. I and, saw his whole family out there. And it's just scary to see him take those falls the way he did and then to throw him back out there. I think this week they played the Lions. Um, and maybe he'll have a great game because the, it's the Lions. <laughs> so, <laughs> may, I mean, maybe he will, you know, who knows. But it, it was cool to see him out there and back on with his squad. It's just it's just one of those things, man. The offensive line has to protect Tua. That is my thing this year. You got to protect the quarterback. You got to protect the quarterback. You know, I agree with that, especially because if you allow him enough time to throw, Jalen Waddle is going to be out there. Tyreek Hill is going to be out there. And they're going to be able to catch a ball, get a good reception, maybe even score. And I would love to see Waddle score because I love his celebration, man. Him waddling like a little penguin. <laughs> that to me is so funny uh, and it's so childlike, but I, I, it's just his, his celebration to me gets, gets to me. But I, I, would, I would say if we protect the, you know, they zero sacks this game. That's impressive. Yeah. Zero sacks yeah. on them. So I think it was like the coach went up to him. He's like, "Man, if you if y'all really want Tua out here, y'all gotta do something." <laughs> yeah, y'all gotta. <laughs> I mean, I feel I feel like at that point the coach is probably kind of like, "Okay, man, like the kid took way too many hits. Something has to happen on the offensive line." I don't know what they might have to do moving forward, but you uh, you have to do everything so he doesn't get hurt again. You know, because it would be so unfortunate to see such a young good talent overcome so many like injuries already at his young career and play great the rest of his year but i feel like he has to stay healthy to do that yeah i i i 100 agree with that and then let's just travel a couple miles up and we're in tampa what do y'all think about tom and the bucks this season man it is a tough oh, season man <laughs> um, i mean well i mean they're number one me. in their division though the nfc south in the nfc south they are number one in the division I mean, they're tied with uh, the Falcons, so they're both three and four. That division is pretty sorry this week uh, or this year. You got the Falcons, obviously the Bucks, but I think the Bucks are just not on the same page. They're not on the same wavelengths. Uh, receivers aren't catching op- wide open passes like we saw this last Sunday with Mike Evans. So <laughs> if Tom Brady's throwing you the ball, right, the way I look at it is if Tom Brady is throwing you the ball and you are wide open, you better put two hands on that ball. There's no need for spectacular catch points. Just grab the ball and run, right? And Mike Evans is usually good about that. So it was weird seeing him drop such a wide-open pass that was a touchdown pass. Like, he was clear in the end zone and from, to see him drop uh, from, it. From other receivers, they over, a lot of receivers say that uh, Tom Brady doesn't even have that kind of throw where it's, like, uncatchable. You know, it's, like, yeah. too hard. So and it was a dime, bro. Like if you see that one, he's wide open. He left, and just see him drop it, and and you can even see the anger in his face when he drops it, because to me, I'm not gonna lie, I feel like if they if he caught that one, the momentum would have been back on the Bucks side, and we don't know what would happen that game. But clearly, <laughs> that did not happen. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 just crazy to see, and I guess like you can't really blame just Tom Brady, right? Because it's all of them together um, as a team, as a unit, that have to move forward. But it's it's like really hard to see your top quarterbacks that you've favored or you've just learned to love or love hate relationship over the last years 
to see him kind of like tanking, not tanking obviously because they're not doing it on purpose. They're just having bad games. But to see them lose to get to teams that they should be like they should have beat the Panthers, right? Like I think everybody can agree with that. Like Tampa should have beat the Panthers. Tom Brady should beat the Panthers, and to see them not do it, it's just kind of weird. Um, as you get older, you see your 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 heroes, you know, become the villain but or I, become I shitty. Also, <laughs> I also think that has to do a lot with their running game. You can't just be expecting him to carry the team on his back, throw mm-hmm. all these dimes, and you know, let's take away Mike Evans's you know error there. Either way, you you gotta run, you gotta run. And then I was given this stat, but the Bucks only ran for 451 this entire season. The Eagles, which are undefeated, I know Misa called them a fraudulent team. <laughs> I don't believe that, but you know that they're running for 936 this season. The, you can see the difference there, and I just don't see that if, if Brady's throwing good, and if the Bucks started running good and their defensive was you know a little bit better, they're making it again. But the way they're running right now. No way. I don't see them even. I'm, I'm a, I'll call it. I don't even see them getting past the Falcons in, Man, the, that's, in, in their division. That's, that's hard to call, bro. But, yeah, honestly, if if Brady doesn't win tomorrow against the Ravens, good night, Brady. I think that's, that's it. I mean, thank you, GOAT, for everything you've done for us. Um, but I think he's, he's that's it. He's putting up the, the coat and... I think that he's done after after that, because I don't think if he can't get past the Ravens, and that's a that's the probably one of the biggest tests during the season for them. Then they're gonna get past them during the playoffs. That's for damn yeah. sure. Thirty-two out of forty-nine, two hundred and ninety yards, and you only scored in the fourth quarter with three points. <laughs> Come on, bro! You're not you're not, and against the Panthers. I don't care if you miss Mike Evans or not. That you still would have, should have had another fifteen or twenty points ahead of that, anyways. So it's a tough week for Tom Brady that's coming up. Yeah, I mean, I think that his retirement talk should be definitely his key, right? But I don't see him retiring. He said had that uh, press conference where he was like, "I'm not done yet. Like, I don't see me myself being done." Obviously, his wife left him. Um, and all that that he's got personal business going on i mean i feel like that affects him too but he's just such a quarterback that he's not gonna quit just because he had one bad season you know do i think he should absolutely i feel like he should have retired after winning the super bowl last with the bucks i feel like he should just called it quits at that point like hey man i've done everything i've proven everybody wrong i won in a different team different division and I feel like he should have just called it quits there, gone, lived his happy life with his happy family. Now he's single. He's the one of the like quarterbacks that this year is not a surprise. Officially, but he's on yeah. the way. Yeah, and it's just surprising to see him playing and or his team struggling as much as it is, in my opinion, for this season with Tom Brady. It's you expect greatness, right, from him, I think, every year. And to see him not do it, it's just kind of out of ordinary. Yeah. It's it's just going to be one of those things where I guess only time will tell, right? Um, and then, so speaking on quarterbacks that are struggling, <clears throat> I think I called it last week, but I did say that Jimmy G ain't shit, and he ain't shit. I'm about to put your text message up on here, bro. <laughs> well, yeah, pull it up. <laughs> pull it up, what happened? 
Dude, I don't know what happened with the 49ers, man. They, they, I, I called that they were going to lose to the Chiefs. Yeah. But, man, I just didn't, I didn't want them to. I just, I wanted it to be wrong on that one. I'm going to be honest with you, you know, because it's, it's our team. But, Jimmy, Jimmy G, man, what can we say about Jimmy G that's good? I don't know, man. Not a lot. <laughs> he went, he I mean, went 25 yeah. for 37. Yeah, I, yeah, he went 25 for 37, 303 yards, two touchdowns, but that one one interception. And the, and the um, safety. But, yeah, and the safety. He doesn't know how to fucking throw Let, it Let's away. just add on to the list. Yeah, so so here's here's my thing, bro. But, and this, but, this, is, this is an argument that we're going to have all season, right? Because he's going to be the QB this season. So we're going to have this argument constantly. But... My thing is a QB, a sound QB, a QB that plays that position well, has an internal clock that says, "Okay, I've been in the pocket for four and a half seconds, three and a half seconds, whatever." They make up their own number. I need to move from the pocket because the pocket starts to collapse. Jimmy G says, "I have 17 minutes to throw this fucking ball from the pocket," and then you get sacked. So no, I'm sorry, Jimmy G, but it's you're not that guy, bro. You can't do that, like. It's just it's unfortunate to see because it's the team we root for, but we were number one in that division last week. We are now ranked three. So, granted, we're pretty much tied with everybody in the division except Seattle. Yeah, Seattle's it's the okay, only bro. one. It's about to change this weekend when we beat the Rams again. <laughs> so, man, I don't know, bro. And, Jimmy and, G, and, dude, <laughs> I'm sorry, man, but we and honestly, were in the third the, spot, bro. honestly, the defense didn't show up though. They only had one sack, and yeah, that's true. And, I agree with that. And the, honestly, the the Chiefs' offensive line really protected him really good, and we only had one sack, one interception, and that interception well, came on a, on a on a tip. Yeah. So to start the game, the Chiefs, <laughs> I mean, compared to the Chiefs that had. Five sacks, like eight eight quarterback hits and two interceptions. So that's a that's a huge come up on the Chiefs defense as well. And so so okay. So the thing is with the Chiefs, what I've noticed, and I think we kind of uh, talked about it a little bit uh, at the beginning of the week, but we did kind of mention with the Chiefs, what we see is they are a second half team. Right, like I think we can all safely say that when it comes oh, to the 100%. second half, they they 100%. step it up, bro. Yeah, because on the start of the fourth quarter, we it was it was twenty eight to twenty three. We was still yeah, we in were it. in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one hundred percent. And but they turned it up, and of course, mental mistakes on our, our, our behalf as well. And what do you guys think of uh, McCaffrey's first game? Eight carries, thirty eight yards. I mean, the the biggest play. It was 12 yards um, mm-hmm. play, but... So... But I think when it was we, a good start for him. I think it was. He got yeah. a pretty good little start. I, I think he needs to just, you know, catch his rhythm. You know, his first oh, game. Oh, for course. sure. For yeah. sure. It's his first week coming in with the team. He's got to learn the playbook. And he's got the, the chemistry of the team. So... Yeah, I mean, Shanahan said it. Like Sh- 100%. What do, you guys, what do you guys think? Is so, so, 49ers are going to... Step up with McCaffrey, and all cylinders uh, cylinders are starting to click. Or is it going to just be the same old team as well? So I think that with McCaffrey coming in, right when the breaking news broke out, and they were like, "Okay, he's going to start this week against Kansas City." They asked Shanahan. They were like, "Okay, so what are we going to see him play on the field? Is he going to be running the ball?" They said he knows 
a scheme of plays. He doesn't know the playbook yet, so we can't throw him out at every yeah. snap, which makes sense, right? Because you don't. Of course, the, the kid just got into the to that offense, so he doesn't yep. know all the plays. He doesn't know how his linemen are going to defend him, so he's got to get his rhythm going. I think once he gets his rhythm going, and knock on wood, if he stays healthy. I think he's going to have a great rest of the season, right? And I think that the Niners, if they start clicking with him on that, in that backfield, I think that they will be a competitor, especially in that division. Because that division is up in the air. This is one of the divisions that we have this year that is kind of up in the air because you got Seattle playing great. You got the Rams that are always a force to play with. You got us, and then you got the Cardinals. And the Cardinals, now they got D-Hop. So, yes, I think once McCaffrey clicks on, I think we will be in that winning contender side. It's going to be a tough season, though. It is going to be a tough rest of the season. He's got to stay healthy. It's just my thing. He's just got to stay healthy and, and good. If we the, win this weekend, guys, right if we win this weekend, can you say we're still, we're still playoff contenders? If we nah, win this weekend? I can't say this weekend. This weekend really doesn't. I don't. I don't. That, that I can't be put my name behind division that. Game of the week. I mean, the win. Division well, let, let, let me let me touch a little bit on on McCaffrey because I think the big thing with him it was a great pick. Don't get me wrong, but whenever I mentioned it to one of my buddies at work, it was the same thing. Like, bro, that is a risk to take. You know, obviously we didn't pay him, but <laughs> like, personally, <laughs> but you know, it's a big risk because he's had bad ankles already. He was out for most of the, the season, on um, the 2021 season. So that's kind of scary already. Yeah. And if, if he stays healthy, I do think we're playoff contenders. But if he doesn't, and Jimmy G plays the way he's played on <laughs> Sunday, I'm sorry. I, I know Carlos is like, well, that's our boy. He's still my boy, but he's got to step up a little bit, man. Okay, y'all can and keep that boy. If, if, <laughs> if McCaffrey stays healthy, runs Better than he did on Sunday. I know it's his first game back. We're going to let him get to his rhythm. We are playoff contenders. But if that doesn't work out, I don't see it happening. I, don't, right? I, I think saying the Rams is too soon, in my opinion, bro. Yeah, way too because soon. Because that, that's next week. I, I want to at least see maybe maybe two or three more games, then we can start talking about that. That's crazy that yeah. we were like like battling with the Rams to get this guy, and we won this battle. You know, yeah, and now he's playing them on Sunday. That's crazy because the the Rams are battling for a freaking running back right now because Acres is gone. They 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 literally said Acres is done, and he's not even hurt, but he's done. So for us to win that battle against the Rams, that's what McVay was like. I don't know if you guys saw that that meme. He was like, "Oh shit," and he never says like he never curses, but. He said, oh, shit, when we got McCaffrey because he knew he was like, oh, fuck. My task is going to be even bigger now that they got McCaffrey. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, how did y'all feel? Now, speaking on that NFC West, right? How did y'all feel on Arizona's game with D-Hop back? Kyler Murray did get frustrated. He did kind of cuss at the coach at the little bit. They kind of got an altercation in last Thursday. They played New Orleans, right? They are in that same NFC West division. Now they have a stout number one receiver back. He's going to get his rhythm going. If Kyler Murray can make contact with that, I think we got to watch out for the Cardinals because they're the bottom of the of the of that division right now. But I think we got to watch out for them because they're going to be one of those teams that sneaks in, takes it, and then we're going to be way too relaxed for that. You know what I mean? No, nah, no doubt. But I, it's I think our defense will 
usually comes through and I think we usually sack like Kyler Murray at least 4.5 times of, the, of every snap. So it's going to come down to defense, I think, when we battle uh, Cardinals. I think we play them at the end of the season too. So another division game. Yeah. Um, so speaking on divisions, right, so we can kind of uh, get ready for our, our top picks of the week for uh, football. Um, Chris had this chosen as his upset of the last week. We're going to talk a little bit of the Packers and Washington, right? Like, I mean, Green Bay should have won that game, right? <laughs> like, like, they lost to a team. But didn't, they just, didn't we they think just that got a name? The, didn't we think that for the last three games they should have won? <laughs> yeah, they didn't even have a name before this and, season, bro. And I want to <laughs> quote. I want to quote something that Carlos said. He's like, "I do not see the Packers losing three in a row." And, and I, I, know, I didn't man. either. And I didn't want them to. But oh, I, had a I wanted them to, but I couldn't see it. I wanted them to. <laughs> I just didn't see well, it. It happened. It yeah, happened. that's good. It's just I'm weird. Happy. I'm always happy when the Packers lose. <laughs> so it so it's weird to me because again like if we we can branch in back into uh into Tom Brady talk right you're gr- the greatest quarterbacks losing and shitting the bed or whatever now you have Aaron Rodgers that's not playing as good and he is ready to be like if we need to make cuts on this team to get a top receiver let's do it type of shit you know what i mean so he has to push that momentum forward in my opinion because he is a great quarterback, man, and it sucks to see him struggle too. It's just like seeing Tom Brady struggle. So it's just a very bad taste for football in general. Packers fans, I know y'all are listening. Go Pack, go, right? But I hope that you guys can step up a little bit because Minnesota is 5-1, and one, and I feel like they should never be 5-1, and one, especially against Green Bay. Now, if Minnesota is playing primetime football, they do shit the bed. So you're good on that end, but... I can't believe you guys are second in that division. Um, so best of luck for the rest of the season. Uh, season, excuse me. So it's going to be one of those. We got to wait and see. Now let's make our predictions for this coming week. Um, we got some good games this week. A lot better games than last week. Um, for Thursday night, I do have Baltimore beating Tampa. I got Baltimore winning that game. I just think that Tom Brady is not communicating correctly. Um, for that one uh, my Sunday night game bills I got the bills beating the pack man I know I said Packer fans y'all better start winning but it ain't gonna be this week I think the bills are gonna <laughs> take that one <laughs> uh, my mo- <laughs> Monday night game I do have Cincinnati beating the Browns I think Joe Burr needs to kind of just get that Joe Shiesty's type of playback and he'll be good again Game of the week for me is actually Thursday night's game it's the Bucks versus Baltimore um, I think it's gonna be a you got to prove yourself type thing. Uh, you know, insert Eminem song here. Um, I got the, obviously I got Baltimore, uh, beating the bucks on that. And then my upset of the week is actually, I got Chicago beating Dallas. I know they're in Dallas, but I do have Chicago beating Dallas for that one. Chris, what you got? Okay. Let's, uh, let's go with Thursday. I can't see Tom Brady lose it, man. Like I, I, <laughs> I'm too much of a fan. I'm not a bucks fan. I'm a Brady fan, but Mm. I do see the Bucks beating the Ravens. Um, I, like I told, you, I just can't. I can't see Brady losing three in a row. Even with uh, even what, what happened on Sunday, let's, let's go. Let's go Bucks for that one. Um, <laughs> Sunday night we got Packers and Bills. I'm gonna be honest, man. Let's go. 
for four for the Packers, man. Let's go Bills. Whew. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna take it again. I don't think. Uh, you think, think Aaron Rodgers is gonna lose another one? Yeah, I do think so. Deep Josh Allen. That's all I have to say. That guy yeah. is a tank. Yeah. That guy's a yeah. tank, and then and Aaron Rodgers needs to shave his facial hair and his hair too to win, <laughs> just like you. Uh, yeah, then we got no then we <laughs> then we got Monday. Um, we got Bengals and Browns. Let's go, Joe Shiesty. I love me some Joe Shiesty and not and pause. Hold up. Not, not in that way. Pause. <laughs> Whoa, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> All right, Chris. We. Uh, um, yeah, we still love you though, bro. We love you, man. It's just uh woo. I was gonna All insert right. the four thing there, but it didn't work. <laughs> um uh my upset for the week, I don't think anybody said it, but I say Cardinals and Vikings. You know, the Vikings are five and one right now. The Cardinals, I believe, are three and four. They're yeah. at the bottom of their division. Um I don't like Murray, but I love DeAndre Hopkins. So I kind of have to be kind of like, it's kind of weird, you know, how you're not going to like the quarterback. <laughs> but I just think Murray's a selfish player in my eyes. And uh, I, I don't know if you it. agree with that. But No, I, know, can, I can see it, bro. I can see he's upset that he's not playing the new Call of Duty. I just know that. <laughs> so I do take the Cardinals uh, beating the Vikings. And uh, my okay. last one is game of the week. And, uh, and it's not being biased, I swear. It's Niners and Rams. <laughs> and I just think California teams, it's going to be a crazy game. It's at SoFi, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, it's in LA. It's going to be even crazier. Down the street. So, yeah, so so I think the I think the Niners are going to take that one. I don't think the Rams will wow. take Wow. Okay. I, I want McCaffrey to run, man. I want him to get some yards. Uh, and Kittle. Uh, yeah, I say Niners. What do you think, Carlos? What you got? Bang, bang, Niner gang. <laughs> no doubt, bro. Uh, I like that. Um, for sure, I want to start out with a Thursday night game. Um, first, the Bucks are a one-point favorite <laughs> on this one. That's crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, yeah but I'm not, I'm taking the Ravens. <laughs> Regardless, <laughs> um, I'm take the Ravens on that one. Um, yeah, the Bucks need to show me, uh, even though they're in, they're playing in Tampa Bay, as well, I think that's what they're giving them the one point. Um, okay. The Ravens are still going to be the Ravens. They're they're, they're coming in. They they don't give a damn who the hell these fools are. They don't care if they've lost four, five, six in a row. They don't, they don't, Ravens are going to come in trying to get this W and get the hell out. So yeah, so most definitely going to go there. And uh, I'm going to go with the Sunday night Packers Bills. Like you're paying you're playing at the Bills Packers. Bill Mafia is coming out. They coming out. They once again, again, the Bills. They don't care if you lost five in a row, six in a row. They don't care. They're gonna come out. Also, they're gonna whip their ass. They're eleven point five point favorites. So that's an ass whooping coming. Uh, so if you, <laughs> if you if you're not putting your money on that, then yeah, I don't know what the hell you're thinking. Um, yeah. The Monday night game. Bengals versus Browns. This is a division game, right? I feel, yeah, it is a division game. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they're playing at the Browns, Joe Burrow is coming off a hot game. Didn't didn't he get like five hundred plus yards or something like that? Yeah, he's he he's ranked scorched. second this year in pass in passing yards, bro. He's, he's at twenty uh, two thousand ninety seven right yeah, now. Yeah, he's scorched, bro. So 
He said three. He went four eighty one on. Sunday. Yeah. So the so the Bengals are three point five favorites. So no doubt, I'm going Joe Burrow, Higgins, Chase, Nixon. They doing the damn thing. So watch out. They they they're they coming again. Watch out. Watch out. But um, the game of the week. I have two games of the week to be honest. First, I'm gonna go with the Giants versus Seahawks. Those are two hot teams right yeah. now. Yeah, two hot teams. It's at Seahawks. The you know they come out. The Hawks come out. So I know because they're a, uh, they're a division vi- rival. So they, they but yeah, come that out. 12th man. But also, I'm gonna go like my brother said. Now I'm biased. 49er <laughs> Rams. The 49ers are 1.5 favorites. Why? Because we show up at SoFi. Niners come out and yeah. SoFi deep. Why? Because I've been one of them up at SoFi. <laughs> so we come out and we show up. So, of course, I'm taking Niners on that one. No doubt. So those are my picks for the NFL Sunday and Monday and Thursday picks. All right. Sounds good. Yo, guys, that was cool NFL talk, but let's get to some NBA now. Yo, let's get some to Laker talk because Westbrook is on the hot seat still. He's sitting out tonight with a hamstring, supposedly. (laughs) But really, I think any excuse he has to... To not play right now, he's gonna take it because this relationship with the with the Lakers it's it's a whole mess. It's a fiasco. He don't want to play. He don't. They don't want him to play. And I don't know how the the end game is gonna be. But what do you guys think? Trade him. Uh, <laughs> I'm no, not trade him. I I honestly I like Westbrook, just not as a Laker. Whenever he was playing with OKC, I really liked him. When, when Har- the, the trio was there, Harden and Kevin Durant, they should have stayed together. Yeah. But KD had to ruin it. No, I'm just kidding. We're not yeah. going to on that. But whenever, you know, whenever you become a Laker, I think that just itself, that title of being a Los Angeles Laker, all the banners, you know, everything hanging. You got Kobe, you got Magic, you got that stigma with you. And then to just play like, excuse my language, ass. Yeah. You know, and then like Carlos said, you know, a hamstring injury. Really, I, I don't know. Nah. I think he's just trying to buy time at this point, just waiting for that well, trade to come. See, like I just feel like okay, he's way too toxic for that locker room. Um, he's not a team player. I, I don't care what he thinks he says he is. Like, oh no, I love my team. All this. I think he's a Mister Spotlight player. This is LeBron's team. You're not going to take that spotlight away from LeBron. LeBron wants another title for LA. Love that for it. Westbrook wants to be the face of the organization, but it's not going to be in the Lakers organization. You've tarnished way too many relationships in the locker room and all the little petty shit that he does to kind of be like, it should be me, it should be me. It's just childish. I say good riddance, best of luck, go on and go play for a different team, go play for the Kings, and then you can be the face of that franchise, because that franchise, you know, <laughs> it, going anywhere. shouldn't even be a franchise, but 
Um, it's definitely, I'm ready to let him go, just kind of move on from that. I was excited about it. I think Chris and I, we talked about that when we first, when the Lakers first got him. We were like, okay, it's either going to be really good or it's going to be really bad. He's shown it's been really bad. I, I said think, bad from the beginning, man. Yeah, I just think that it's it's time to let go, man. Just it, whatever we may lose in the signings and the trades or whatever, I just think that the Lakers are better than that. And I mean, I guess kind of, but this season it's been a struggle, and that's not all solely on Westbrook, right? Like the Lakers have struggled from the outer perimeter; they've struggled from three. So it's definitely not just Westbrook, but I think Westbrook's mentality and Westbrook's approach to the team does influence a lot of like negative play and a mr hog your ball type thing like i just don't like that for the team itself and and chris you had a good a valid point like when you see that laker uniform on somebody you're like wow like you play for the lakers like you got those banners hanging all those retired jerseys everybody wants to be a laker at some point so i, I do agree with that i just think that the lakers just need to say you know what sorry didn't work out and move forward that's the way i look at it with the westbrook on that one uh, no doubt, bro. And I think that's that's how it has to end up, regardless. I, nobody's happy on both sides. So, and but to the story continues, we will see how it ends up. Yeah. But I want to get into some uh, Nets talk because um, they're one and two. They're not looking that great, too. And with KD and Kyrie still on there, um, I kind of feel it's. Like, Steve Nash is not going to be there too long, to be honest with you. KD didn't want him from the beginning. and But KD and Kyrie are still doing their thing. They're still... Oh, they're balling, they bro. Sco- yeah, they, they, they scored 37 points each on, on Monday night against Memphis, even though they still lost. But, you know... Well... Like it, it can can I chime in just based off today's game? They just played the Bucks, right? And they lost to the Bucks, so they're one in three. KD had thirty nine points and Kyrie had thirty nine points. So, or or I'm sorry, uh, thirty three right? po- points and twenty seven points. And I'm just like, dude, you you balled out. Like, why are you guys losing still? So yeah, it's gotta be something within there. And with Ben Simmons as well, though, we gotta keep an eye on him because he's he's not doing a damn thing. He's scored seven points. Like Easy. on Monday, I yeah. think Ben Simmons That's... needs to retire. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just needs to produce. You know what I mean? I mean, KD has scored ninety six points in the last three games. Okay, so do y'all... That... okay, I know. And, and Ben Simmons has fouled out in the last two, two to three games. So, what does that tell you? Do y'all think? I know y'all are gonna hate me for this, but I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw it out there. Do y'all think KD's overrated? No, no I, think he, I think he's. I think he's. I think he's perfectly rated. You think so? Because he's a little overrated. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, he balls out. He plays great ball. Don't so, get me wrong. So once he left OKC, right? Went to the, to the Warriors. He brought those championships in. I think that with him what? there, huh? Yeah, I'm sorry. No, bro. no. I'm sorry, <laughs> man. See, nah, I'll bro. Take. No. I'll take. No. Who won the MVP for for one of those? You know, he did. They it wasn't still, Steph Curry. They still won without him. Yeah, before but that and took after. Yeah, but how long after he left? He it went was a to full get season. it with them. They didn't go get it with him. I mean, I get where Chris is coming from because he's also explaining like the with okay. But see, the way I I look at it, right? KD he can ball out, man, and 
that boy he can play i'm not giving taking that away from him whatsoever i just think he's a little overrated for my liking i don't think that he can do it hate him because he's skinny (laughs) (laughs) i don't think he could solely do it himself is my thing i feel like if you're a great player obviously it's a game of basketball so you have a team on the court but i just think if you're a great player they build around you he went and he played with Kyrie, he went and Chris, you have a point. He went and played with, you know, Steph and them. Build a team around him is my thing. So that's why I just think that he's a little overrated because I'm just like, you're chasing a great foundation that's already built. You need to be that foundation. They need to build around you. Okay, if he became a Laker, absolutely greatest player of all time, right? But he's <laughs> he's not a Laker. He's a fucking Brooklyn Net, and so it's just. I don't know. I, it's not my cup of tea. I'm not a big KD fan. I said it, so what don't fight me. Kyrie needs to come to LA. That's what we need to do. Look, trade. I say trade, trade Westbrook. Westbrook. <laughs> trade Westbrook. Trade. Trade Westbrook. Trade, trade Westbrook. Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Can, can we just keep trading Westbrook? <laughs> get Kyrie to LA to play with LeBron again. That would be sick, in my opinion. And let Westbrook be reunited with with Durant in the Nets. That'd be something. Yeah, see, like that. It's just a perfect fit, in my opinion. Like that's what needs to happen. Just trade them, trade Westbrook. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, pay whatever you need to go. Just let Westbrook just, go already. Just trade him. <laughs> yeah, there's no way around it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just got to get rid of him. I just don't think that he is the guy for the Lakers. And I think Kyrie would be a perfect fit to play again with LeBron. Bring another title home to LA, man. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Word up, son. And then, uh, so it's just, it's basketball season's kind of crazy this year because you got a lot of teams that are, should be winners and are, are struggling to start off. And um, it's only the fourth game of the season. Yeah. Like, crazy. <laughs> I know. Well, that's crazy. the thing, though. It's it's like you can't even take all these players or take these teams out of playoff contention, right? Because it's only the fourth game. Uh, Lakers are down right now still in the fourth quarter. They're down by 10 right now. So it's just one of those things. Maybe we got to see where it goes. And we got a lot of basketball left. We'll be talking a lot more basketball later on. All right. It was awesome talking sports. We started with baseball, got some football in, and we talked some basketball. But now, like we said last week, we're going to have some random picks, not necessarily related to sports. And since Halloween is coming up, we're going to talk about top three horror movies. I'll do mine first. Uh, I don't know I don't know if you guys uh, will agree with me, but number three for me is The Shining. Hmm. I remember when I first saw The Shining, which was not that long ago, I'm not going to lie. But... That movie, especially whenever he, like, puts the axe through the door. Yeah. Dude, that part still gives me chills. And even when I watch it now, that movie is my top three for horror movies, especially horror. But number two, I remember my sister, my sister showed me this one, The Blair Witch, Blair Witch. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Man, dude. when I saw this one when I was little. But I, used to, I, I thought this one was real, just the way, like, they filmed it and stuff. You know, I found out it wasn't, but, <laughs> you know, like, dude, just the the scenes, the ending, bro, in, in that house, whenever they enter, or I, my favorite part is whenever she has the camera right to her face, y todos los mocos le salen. Dude, that part is so funny, but the movie itself is insane, and it, it still scares me. I, I can't watch that one alone. I need my, I need my wife to hold <laughs> next to me, and my top one pick, I was going to, I had Paranormal Activity. 
But then I remembered the original Halloween. Man, just Michael Myers, the original mask. There's nothing like the original Halloween. And even the soundtrack, we put it in the beginning. But, like, I remember, uh, like, if you listen to the original movie, it just sounds so epic, especially in the scenes it comes out on. And the original mask is my top favorite mask for, for Michael Myers. So, man, those are my top three horror movies um, for Halloween. Um, I don't know, Carlos, what do you think? Man, those are the good ones, too. Um, I'm going to go a little old school, you know, my old ass. <laughs> Sopa de rezas. <laughs> my, um, my number three pick is going to be... Child's Play, man. I'm wow. Chucky. I had that in there too, bro. Yeah, when Yo, I was little, Chuck, I got the shit out of me. Chucky had me going a little nightmare sometimes. Thought he was under the bed or something. I still don't watch the <laughs> And number uh, number two, I'm gonna go with The Exorcist. Ooh, which one? Which the one? The original. Which one? The original the one, bro, oh, yeah, with man. the spinning head and yeah. throwing up green yeah. shit. Dude, I forgot oh, about I, that one. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think I slept after that one. Yeah. Uh, but number one, really, I, I like there was a suspenseful Silence of the Lambs. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Damn, I didn't Yo, even think of that one. had me on my feet, and I remember that one clearly. So that was that's that's my three picks. What you got, Mike? Dude, y'all, Misa. surprisingly, like, y'all picked some that I did not even think about. So those were good. Uh, my top three for this week, I'm going to do with number three. Just because I remember the experience of going to watch it, um, which is the original Paranormal Activity. That one, yeah. that one used to like freak me out. Uh, it was definitely one of those things where like you remember certain clips of it. Uh, number two is The Conjuring, the first one. That shit was oh, scary as hell yeah. too. Um, so that's it. Like I just feel like those movies are just pretty crazy. And then my final one, and I remember going to watch this with my wife, and she was not too fond of it. Um, is insidious the first one like that it was one i probably shouldn't have taken her to watch that <laughs> so but it was it was definitely uh it's it's my top one on the scary ones of all time especially with that like last clip you know everybody knows with like the big boom and the face behind that dude yeah. um so yeah that, those are uh my top three horror movies on this uh, halloween edition for this um exit on the podcast today I just want to give a huge shout out to everybody that's followed the podcast already. Uh, we appreciate you guys joining us on a weekly basis. Uh, shoot us a message on, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We actually, you are able to send a voice message in if you guys have any requests for either the top uh, selections for that week or for the coming week. Just let her know. Uh, we truly do appreciate y'all listening weekly and taking the time. Some episodes are a little bit longer than others just because we run over on time. Uh, we'll try to keep it as consistent as possible. Please like the podcast. Share it with your friends, your family, whoever you think may like it. Just three brothers talking about sports and giving each other hell about it. We appreciate y'all joining us this week. Thanks for all the support. Continue to be kind to each other, and we will see y'all next week. Peace out.